Thanks for taking time to join us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First All Logistics, as always, emanating from our outstanding studios. And it's my favorite time of the year, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. We're blessed. And Jimmy and Robin Burrow are very blessed. Their son, Joe Burrow, is playing at an extremely high level. There's no question about it. The Cincinnati Bengals are on a roll, six games in a row. Jimmy Burrow knows what he's looking at. He knows how well his son is playing. Jimmy Burrow is an accomplished defensive coach at the collegiate level for many, many years. A great player himself at the collegiate level, played in the Canadian Football League. Very, very good defensive back. He knows of what he speaks when he's speaking football. And we had a chance to visit with him and speak football about his son, about the big win uh, last week, about the upcoming game against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. All of that coming your way. Jimmy Burrow. Don't want to miss this one. We appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics once again. As always, we're bringing it to you from as good a studio as you'll ever find here at First Star Logistics, and we appreciate everybody for providing us with that opportunity. And we certainly do appreciate this gentleman that's joining us right here as our special guest, because he is a special man, and that would be Jimmy Burrow. His son is pretty good football player for the Cincinnati Bengals. Where's number nine? You know, a guy named Joe Burrow is doing pretty well, Jimmy. You got to be proud. <laughs> yeah, it started out uh, the year a little rough, but uh, uh, got got the ball rolling. And even Sunday was rough the first half, but you know they're they're a resilient group, and uh, uh, they're they're never out of it, according to them. And uh, that showed on, on Sunday. So uh, it was a good day. You know, it is very interesting. You talk about in the early stages of the season, you know, Joe's a competitor. I mean, nobody has to tell you that. I mean, he's as competitive a guy in the right way as I've ever I've ever come across. And, you know, he's going to play in that Pittsburgh game, that opener, and, and you know, I'm, I'm ready and I'm going to play. And it didn't go all that well, obviously, with the five uh, five turnovers the Bengals had in that, in that football game. But they still were in position to win that football game. And, and that's the last time they've lost a home game. They haven't lost since, and they got a couple of big ones coming up uh, to finish the season, Buffalo and Baltimore in Cincinnati, and one's going to be on Monday night, and I don't know, Baltimore might be on Sunday night. Who knows? But, I mean, um, got to go to New England first, and as a as a former coach, for as long as you've coached in this league, uh, excuse me, as long as you coached in college football, Jimmy, and as long as you've been in the coach profession, how much respect do you have for a guy – like Bill Belichick, who has been in this league, the National Football League, for as long as he has and won at the level that he's won. Well, in the NFL, I mean, he's he's the, the best ever uh, because of the Super Bowl championships. But just watching them over the years, uh, they do a great job of uh, – of scheming on on defense and and offense for that matter. I mean, he was a defensive coach, but uh, I'm sure uh, he he's in on that game plan on both both sides of the ball. Uh, you're you're not probably ever prepared maybe for what you're going to see because it it could be totally different than than uh, uh, what 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 they did last week. And you know that's the the mark of a great coach that uh, 
one, you can come up with a scheme that maybe you haven't played for a few weeks, and two, that you can you can get it get it taught to to the eleven guys on defense, and uh, it's it's been remarkable, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a challenge, and uh, uh, I'm sure Joe's excited about that challenge as as well as the the, the whole Bengal team. You know, that, that that's the thing, Jimmy. That the chess match that's going to be coming. Uh, Bill Belichick will give you anything on any down anywhere that uh, he's got a, just a huge inventory of things that he can draw from and getting him at this time of year. My history has been when you've played against Bill Belichick in September, he's still seeing what his team's identity might be things. They like things. They do well, things they don't. And he's kind of like tossing things out and adding other things you get to this time of year. That's when he's like, he's honed in. He has a good feel for them. They have a good feel for him. Now he's adding things, you know, and like you said, Jimmy, I mean, you put on tape and it's like from one week to the next, man, it's like, there's not even any similarity to the, to the defensive game plan. That That's a tough dynamic to prepare for, isn't it? It is. And he, he does a great job of putting his defenders and, and, if, and his offensive players in, in positions to, to succeed. He's very capable of a, as a coach to come up with a game plan that uh, you, you can beat a team that that maybe has has even uh, better personnel. And I've seen that uh, over the years. Uh, you know, they got certainly great personnel and, and he does a, a really good job of, of providing them with the opportunities to put pressure on offense, put pressure on a defense and uh, uh, we'll we'll see what what he comes up with. People don't don't blitz us. A whole lot, but he might come out and blitz us fifteen or twenty times. Uh, who who knows? So uh, I'm sure Zach and the coaching staff know, know that uh, they'll have to do a great job of of, uh, of seeing what what they are, what their game plan is, and and adapting to to uh, how how the game's going. I, I like to watch during the course of the game your son Joe come to the sideline and and communicate with the coaches on the field, and then headsets go on and the communication that's going on with up top and down below what they're seeing up top is compared to what guys are talking about down below and all the adjustments that go on and the adjustments to the adjustments. And I'm watching Joe's expression and man, he's just the same look on his face. He's so focused. He's so like, I mean, this guy is unflappable no matter what's going on. You know, it might be three straight three and outs and he comes out and sits down and, and, and he's got the same look about him than he does after three straight drives that went for touchdowns, you know, and he's just, he is so take care of business, man. This guy is the best as, as as far as all that goes. Yeah, he's locked in on on you know what what he did the previous series. Whether like like the first series uh, the other day, he throws an interception, or even like the the, the second half when we're we're scoring pretty much every possession. I right. a lot of people comment on the TV, and I don't get a chance to watch many of the TV copies because I'm at the, at the game, but they, they're you know, that's a comment you hear quite often is that his demeanor and his personality that he's exhibiting on the, on the sidelines and on the bench is, uh, is pretty much the, uh, the, the same, uh, the whole, the whole time we had one of his old high school coaches sitting behind us in Tampa and, and, uh, and, you know, he was warming up and then, uh, he came to the sidelines before the game and, the, and, and our discussion was about, well, that's just like he used to do in, in high school. So his routine stays the same. 
That's uh, that that's that's really remarkable. There, there's there's no doubt about it. Did he have anything? Did you have any opportunity? Or I know he's busy, obviously, uh, with protocol and preparation, get ready for the game. But do you think playing against Tom Brady, this would be potentially the only time that he and Tom Brady square off? He's now six and one against Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. And uh, yeah. do you think he was looking forward to? the matchup with Tom Brady just because of the greatness of Tom Brady, not like, you know, the quarterbacks aren't playing against each other, but to get the victory against a guy that is so accomplished as Tom Brady. You know, you have to be careful uh, to, to have those emotions and, and, and think about who, who you're going against. So I, like, once again, uh, just knowing Joe and looking at his comments, he, he did try to uh, treat it like just any other game, but, but I know, uh, and, and this is just a, a dad's perspective. I, I know that that he respects uh, Tom Brady and knows that he's the best ever and knows that every quarterback that ever comes a, around that's that's a really good, uh, potentially great quarterback is going to be compared to, to Tom Brady. But uh, there's only one. Joe knows that. And I'm sure uh, he was excited about going up against him and excited to beat him and and uh probably after that game, even, even respects him even more after uh, watching what he did that first half. I mean, he's, he's uh, he was almost uh, perfect the first half. They ran into some issues the second half and, and some of that was our defense uh, uh, making plays, but uh, you know, Joe, Joe knows uh, who's the best ever for sure. I thought Joe was, uh, was great when he was talking about Tom Brady and, uh, and he saw Tom Brady get hit and his helmet came off and all that goes along with it. And he said, and he just, you know, bounced up off the ground and um, went back, took care of business. And he said, that's who I want to be. I want to be that kind of a tough guy physically, that tough guy mentally. And boy, is he ever in spades? I mean, that made, that made an impression on, on Joe, I guess. And man, has he lived up to that declaration he made? That's who I want to be. That's who I, and now that's who he is. Yeah, Joe's always, uh, you know, watched a lot of football, uh, and and I think his ability to retain information from just watching games is is pretty 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 solid. And so he he puts in the, his memory bank a lot of things, and and you might think, well, that's not a a, a big thing in in the course of a game that he's watching, but in, in his mind it is because. It's an example of, of what a, a quarterback should be like and and uh, what a leader of a football team should should be like. So, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that that he's commented on things like that before. So as a as a former uh, defensive coach and coordinator and highly acclaimed and successful one at that, <laughs> how how impressed were you? with the adjustments uh, that that were made and, and maybe it was just honing in on better execution defensively where the second half starts and yeah. the fake punt, you know, the fake punt that's botched and not, not handled right. And that's a turnover, but then the goat gets his horns trimmed, you know? And I mean, he's the goat of the game with two interceptions and, and, and two fumbles lost on four straight possessions have defensive takeaways like that. Jimmy, I've never seen it at any level of football that I've watched yeah. on four straight possessions. What was going through your mind as a defensive coach at that time? Well, first of all, Lou Anarumo is the best uh, defensive coordinator in, in the league, in my opinion. We, 
we've known each other for for a lot of years talked a lot of football uh once upon a time on on the phone every week and uh he does make great adjustments which is is the mark of a of a great coordinator but uh yeah the 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 fake the botch fake punt i mean they kind of give us that one but uh we we created turnovers and uh some, sometimes an offense is is playing well and 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 you you do a few different things on defense, and and all of a sudden you you create those those changes of possession, and that's pretty much what what we did the other day. And uh, you know, with the guys that we've had out uh, injury wise, uh, guys have stepped up, and and just like I said about Coach Belichick, uh, Lou uh, presents our guys, no matter who's out there, with with opportunities to succeed and puts them in position to to make plays, and and that's what happened. Uh, uh, on Sunday. You know, uh, Trey Flowers interception, I thought was a great example of, of Lou. Uh, he's got seven guys in the line of scrimmage. And then he's got four guys, eight yards down the football field, across the field in a picket fence. Look, so it's like, I'm not declaring anything. I can bring any of those wow. seven. And, and then in my coverage, I'm not declaring anything where my safeties are. Everybody's at the same spot, eight yards down the football. Yeah. field. So no, no pre-snap intel for the goat, and then at the snap of the ball, he only rushes three of them, drops four more into coverage, into you know zone coverages, and and then on the back end, he's got Trey Flowers. Looks like he's going to bracket an outside receiver. Well, Brady reads it that way and throws it to his tight end, and, and Flowers comes off of that and and reads it and, and cuts in front of Brayton, makes the great interception. So it's like even the goat, you know, it's like gave him no pre-snap intel, and then. At the snap of the ball, four guys drop off from the line of scrimmage. The safety runs, you know, to the deep middle. They got one, one safety back, and and it's like all this going on. And I don't care how many years you played and how many games yeah. you played, you have that much time to decide what the heck to do. And boy, Lou can mess you up, can he? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people can can get on the board and draw things up, but that's one thing. But but Lou can then do that, and then. Uh, he can be able to teach disguises and, and he can be able to, to teach techniques in those specific disguises and those specific defenses and blitzes. And, and then to, to get the, the defense to execute it at a high level is, uh, is tremendous that, that he's able to do that. And then just to, the next thing is, you know, playing, playing hard and playing fast and playing smart. And uh, some say, well, maybe, you're doing some complex things and that's great, but it, it, you have to still be able to, to tackle and, and uh, be able to get off blocks and take on blocks. And uh, so, you know, lose the whole package. And, and so is our defense. Yeah. I mean, final comment or thought there, you got Lou, uh, Lou and coaching guys where Chittabay Awuzie, his best cover corners on injury reserve, his other corner, uh, Cameron Taylor Britt goes down with a, you know, a neck uh, either, uh, pinched nerve or a stinger kind of thing, and he he's out for the rest of the game. His starting slot corner, Mike Hilton, is out uh, with a knee problem before the game, and his two best pass rushers, Hendrickson, was out for the game. Hubbard goes out during the game. Yeah. All you're losing is your two edge guys and three guys in the back end, and he's still, you know, like you said, he has the next guy ready to go. And tribute to him and to the other guys for staying up to speed and being able to handle it mentally. He doesn't have to pare his game plan down. He can still stay sophisticated. That's, that's big time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and, uh, uh, 
you, you could you can really even go to, to to Zach Taylor too and the culture that he's created in the locker room that you know whether you're a, a first team guy or or a backup you, you need to know what to do and and you better be ready to go and you got to be able to perform and uh, I, I think uh, you know getting the right players uh, on the team uh, as a scouting department as a general manager as a head coach to to buy into that and and not be complainers that that you are the uh, uh, backup and and that you're ready to perform it's it's uh that's not easy at, at any level as a as a coach and I, I think Zach and and the whole staff have done a great job with that let's go back to your your son for a, a bit here in the second half of the football game four touchdown passes to four different receivers now he hits all of his big three uh chase Higgins and Boyd. And how about Tyler Boyd? Five catches on five targets with that with that finger injury that was gruesome. Uh, just a gut check deal by him. And then his fourth is to Mitchell Wilcox, who is uh, you know, chosen to go out there in the pregame as a captain because he's a local legend, played high school football there, just miles away from the stadium, played his college football there. And he has a huge touchdown catch from Joe that basically seals the game. Um, and, and Joe was saying in the locker room that, you know, they were hoping that they get that play to Mitchell Wilcox and and see how he how he would celebrate and everything and and the play just broke wide open. Um, it, it's just just to be able to distribute the ball like a point guard and 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 man, whatever the defense yeah. gives him, he's got an answer for it, doesn't he, Jimmy? I mean, he yeah. is so smart. I mean, he's he's he has the ability to read coverages and and know if if they give him that coverage, th this is where. I'm going to the, with the ball, and it doesn't matter if if who's in the slot. If the coverage dictates, that's where he throws it. Then that's where he throws it. So, uh, uh, you know, really good quarterbacks uh, do distribute the ball well, and you know we're fortunate that we have a whole whole bunch of receivers that uh, you you can feel comfortable distributing the ball to them. But uh, you know their pre their pregame preparation. Uh, not not just Joe, but but really the, all of those receivers to know how to adjust against zone and man and blitzes. It's a it's a it's a pretty special group. You know, two things about Joe that impressed me as his his overall leadership package is as good as I've ever seen. It's extraordinary, but the fact that he is like one of the first ones there and one of the last ones to leave, and his preparation, his protocol is just so. Uh, detailed and, and and so thorough and and players know that but when you have your best player that wants to be coached and wants to be coached hard you know all of that trickles down other guys are like man look what joe's doing am i doing enough maybe i should get there joe wants to be coached i should want to be coached i'm going to be coached you know i mean it's like i remember kenny anderson with bill walsh Kenny Anderson could not get enough coaching from Bill Walsh. It seems like Joe cannot get enough good coaching, you know, and and I think that gets contagious with the entire football team as well. So he leads in ways that I think he really doesn't even realize he's leading to the extent that he's leading, you know, it's just him. Well, he's always wanted to be coached hard. And, you know, he if, if you've played for Urban Meyer and Ed Ogeron, you, you can take hard coaching. So, uh, uh <laughs> He knows that's what it's all about. He wants to get better. Uh, he doesn't want to be treated any differently than anybody on the team if if he if he makes uh, makes a mistake. And 
you know, the leadership uh, quality that, that he has, uh, he's always really in all sports and every level been able to, to, you know, have other people raise their, their standard of play uh, along with it, with Joe, especially in uh, pressure situations. And, and uh, that's the mark of a, of a good leader. I mean, they know what their goal is and, and, and they know uh, Joe's leadership can, can help them all get there. And, and Joe, uh, he's not one of those yell, scream guys, but uh, the way he carries himself uh, on and off the field, I think, is a mark of a good leader. 31 touchdown passes, Jimmy. Second in the NFL right now. Um, he's also rushed for five more, so he's accounted for 36 touchdowns. Yeah. All right, so in the fourth quarter, he's completing over 70% of his passes, 70.2%, best in the league. He's got 11 touchdown passes, best in the league. His quarterback rating is 117.9, best in the league in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's – the Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth quarter have outscored the opponent by 48 points, 100 to 52. Their son yeah. is, is a big reason why. What is it about – I mean, he is focused. He's laser focused. But when it's go time in the fourth quarter, I mean, he even takes it up a notch, doesn't he, focus-wise? Yeah, I think, you know, just mental toughness, you know, ability to elevate your game uh, when 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 the pressure situations, uh, that's, you know, that's a true definition of that and uh, of, of that whole group and that whole team. Uh, they're mentally tough. And one thing Joe has, has mentioned to, to me and I've, I've seen it in media is that uh, all those guys on that offense and I'm sure defensive defensively, too, are really smart. So you you roll into the fourth quarter, and you've pretty much processed uh, what they're going to do on on really both sides of the ball. And I think that's how you see our offense and our defense elevate their level of play because you know they're smart. They've made adjustments. Credit certainly goes to to the coaches because they're seeing what they're doing. They're they're making uh, adjustments on the sidelines, and and uh, all of a sudden you you're just not seeing different things for the most part and and you you're you're able to to kind of diagnose maybe pre-snap read what you're going to see and uh uh that that helps you be uh, pretty successful uh in the fourth quarter and and in in red zone too and you got to be able to get down there and score and same thing i mean they they do spend a lot of time in, in in the red zone and and they're smart and they know how to make adjustments to what what the teams are giving them no question about it. And, uh, you know, to your point, in the red zone offensively, um, the Cincinnati Bengals have been in the in the red zone 50 times, 34 touchdowns. That's 68% touchdown rate, fourth best in the National Football League. You know, that's getting it done. Um, you know, the thing, Joe, uh, in, in the six-game winning streak, the offensive line has given up eight sacks in six games. And Joe was so supportive of the offensive line. And, I mean, as a former lineman, I'm talking to the offensive line, and we're talking Turkey, and they knew they could play better. They knew that they were, yeah. you know, putting Joe in jeopardy too many times. and they and they But they so appreciated the fact that Joe supported them, was undaunting in his support of them, never, never varied whatsoever. And now they're playing, you know, now they've, got their rhythm they understand each other a little bit it's not like they couldn't get it done they just needed a little time on task yeah. to be able to get there now they're there and man 
They they think the world of Joe Burrow. They love Joe Burrow. Well, he he comments on this qu- quite often when when there is criticism of the offensive line. There's there's eleven guys out there, and and sometimes uh, the, the line uh, may look like on on TV that it was it was somebody in in that group's. Uh, uh, problem or, or or fault, but it maybe it really wasn't, and and so J- Joe knows that, and and uh, he's not perfect all the time. Neither are the offensive line, receivers, running back, and so it's a group effort. Joe Joe knows that. Uh, you know the coaching staff again has taken things that maybe weren't working earlier in the year, and you either tweak those uh, to to make them better, or you throw some things out. And, and again, back to, to Belichick, doing things that put your players in a position to be successful. And I think uh, Zach has done that uh, on, on offense and, and certainly Lou on defense also. You know, I, um, I did have a chance last week to, to talk with Zach about what we're talking about in terms of having intelligent players like the receivers, Jamar Chase yeah. can line up anywhere. Other receivers can line up anywhere interchangeably, you know, in terms of the mental part of it. And Jamar runs routes better than anybody in any of those spots. But to have to have that kind of a of a uh, of a mentality and that kind of a mindset, um, it gives you all this versatility, you know, in your game plan and matchup versatility and all that. And he said, "Well, I was part of that with the Rams. Sean McVay did that offensively, and it was like, wow, that's you know, that's dynamite." When I came to Cincinnati, I wanted to be able to do it offensively and defensively. And I knew Lou Anarumo had that same type of mindset and philosophy. And now we've gathered over a couple of drafts and a couple of free agencies, players we can do that with. And I think they feel like they're about as as diverse uh, from players being able to play multiple positions as there is in the National Football League on both sides of the football. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean – Character and, and intelligence make, makes a difference uh, on a football team. And if you're looking, whether it's a draft or, or free agents, you know, they have to have a, the character to, to be willing to, to play numerous positions and, and want to do it. And, and you have to have the intelligence to, to, to be able to line up at different positions. And I think they've done a great job of putting uh, together a, a, a team of those type guys. And, and really – just the way I see it, they're so close, that football team. You know, you don't want to let the the, the guys down uh, on either side of the ball. So you, you go a little extra to be prepared. You go a little extra to say, hey, if you want me to do it, uh, you know, if you want me to play another position, I'm, I'm all for it. If you want me to line up and block as a receiver, uh, I'm going to do it. So, you know, just really, again, all goes back to, to the culture that I think exists on that football team right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it, that's such a powerful thing. You know, I remember, you know, playing, playing with teams and when you had a good team and you had a good dynamic, like you're talking about, it's like, you did not want to be the guy that let your teammates down. You know, it's, it's, if you didn't block your guy as an offensive lineman, Oh man, it was like, you wanted to get up in front of not just the offensive line, but the whole team and say, That'll never happen again. You know, I, yeah. I just, I'm so sorry. I don't want to, it'll never happen again. 
Now, teams that weren't so good, <laughs> if a guy missed a block or he'd just go out drinking anyway with his buddies and could give a damn, you know, and that that's yeah. the difference between having a, a good group and a good football team and, and, and not, and it, it's powerful, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, everybody's human beings. It's just, it's, it's the study in human nature. That's, that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. You, you, when things are, are going bad, you, you can't, you can't dwell on the blame game and, and, and start saying, well, that's not my fault. It's somebody else's. Uh, as I said, 11, 11 guys are, are responsible for, for a football play and uh, everybody's got to be on the same page. And sometimes uh, it, it doesn't work and you just kind of buckle up and, and say, we're, we're, we're going to do, do better. And uh, uh, this football team certainly, certainly does that. There's been bumps in the road. We haven't been perfect along the way, but I think everybody's willing. That whole team is willing to, to, uh, to, to learn and, and to listen and to get better. And we've been able to do that, uh, most every week. And finally, Jimmy, let me get you out of here on this. And, uh, and actually I got one question and I got okay. one other thing to ask you about, um, dealing with adversity and this team has dealt with adversity. Like we talked about, you know, the opening game, there was adversity. There was, there was adversity being down by 17 points to a good football team. And then uh, by 14 points at the half and then coming back and, and winning that football game by double digit points. I mean, yeah. Um, so those kind of things, those learned experiences, it's like, oh, we've been here. We've done that. We can do it again. I mean, those kind of things help build confidence too, right? Yeah. The experience in, in the making comebacks is, is huge. You don't want to spend a lot of time getting experienced in, in that way. But yep. I think, uh, from what I understand, just the preparation to put yourselves in a position, no matter what the score is to execute is, is, is huge. I mean, it's pretty easy to go out there when you're 14 to zero and, and just play loose and, and, and kind of wing it and, and uh, have a great time. But when you're 17 to zero, uh, you, you better have discipline and, and mental toughness and, and the will to, to want to do whatever it takes to get better. And, and we're, we're very capable of that. I wish we would start out faster than, than we, we do at times. I'm sure uh, everybody else does too, but uh, some, sometimes that's, that's not the case. And uh, uh, we're, we're able to, to bounce back. And once again, credit to, to the culture in the locker room and the character of the guys on that football team. You know, you're right, Jimmy. And when they do, when they score first, they're seven and zero. When they have a lead after the first quarter, they're six and zero. So when they start out fast, it works well, you know. But well, that's good. Happens every week. It's just that's the nature of the beast. And uh, and again, carving time for us around the holiday season like this is greatly appreciated. And uh, and I know around the holiday season, uh, the Burrow family gives back not just the holiday season, but all all year long. And and Joe's got a foundation that you and Robin are very. Uh, much involved with and I know this time of year there are less fortunate out there and, and, yeah. and on a year-round basis there are less fortunate out there what can you tell us what's the latest yeah. with the foundation how's everything going in that regard sir it's it's going great I mean there, there's a lot of things we want to continue to do there's a there's a lot to uh, uh, a foundation and and we have a lot of good people that are in, involved in making it work you know, Joe's comment, everybody has the responsibility to, to do good. Uh, you know, pe people 
trust in that, believe in that. And you, you see, this is one of the, the, the sweatshirts that, that says yep. do good. And, and uh, we, we want to do good and uh, we're going to continue to, to help uh, families with food insecurities in uh, Louisiana and Ohio. And we're going to be able to continue to help families that are uh, have children with uh, mental health issues. They're struggling to pay, pay bills. And uh, so it's, it's been well received. Uh, you know, people are, are jumping on board all over. You can go to joeburrow.org to read more about it and anything people can do uh, financially to help. Eventually, we'll have different things that people can always uh, uh, also volunteer to, to help. And, uh, you know, if you do give financially, then, then uh, uh, we certainly consider you part of uh, Joe's Foundation's team. And uh, uh, everybody... Uh, take a look at joeburrow.org. Uh, everybody have happy holidays and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we, we look forward to, to the future of the Bengals and future of the Joe Burrow Foundation. That's awesome, Jimmy. And everybody can't be part of the Joe Burrow's team with the Bengals, but everybody can be part of Joe Burrow's team with respect to the foundation. There's no, no two ways about that. You guys are doing great things. You're an unbelievable family. And you have to be so proud of uh, of your son and your family in in, in entirety. And you're uh, you must sleep well at night, my man. I'll tell you what, well, you you and Robin, you're blessed. We appreciate those kind words, Dave. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again here. Uh, we're we are we are proud of Joe. Uh, we love that that he's a member of the Cincinnati Bengals and and part of the community in in Cincinnati and. Uh, we know he's going to be there for a long time, and uh, we're proud of that, too. Have the merriest Christmas and the happiest New right. Year you've ever had, Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Who day? Let's get another one this week. Who day, baby? Seven in a row. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're the best. Thank you, Jimmy. Right. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. <laughs> Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You yeah. know, you gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.